close relationship with them and want to know how to achieve it. Here's your host, Ivory Lanoue, renowned angel communicator. Do you want to know more about angels? Are you ready to level up your spiritual journey? Then you are going to love my inner circle and Patreon. Membership includes great benefits like virtual workshops, mentoring programs, topical videos, interesting posts, a supportive, like-minded community, discounted sessions with me, and access to a library of videos and posts on topics you care about like angels, spirituality, healing, and personal growth. Join and begin your spiritual expansion today. That's the Angel Room Inner Circle on Patreon. Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Ivory and I have a guest today, Sherry Tisdale. You probably recognize her. She was here before and a very popular guest, I might add, but she had so many wonderful spiritual experiences. We didn't have time to cover them all and I invited her back. We're going to be talking about angels and seeing spirit and kind of a progression of Sherry's experiences with with all things spiritual and supernatural. So and celestial, you know, all these beautiful things. Before we do that, I do want to say hello to my listeners in Riga, Latvia. Thank you so much for tuning in. I see you out there week after week, and I appreciate you supporting the show this way. It's delightful to have you here. So, Sherry, thank you for sending me this list, because (laughs) I like to know what you want to talk about. I want to make sure that everything gets covered, and you've had some time to think about this, and I know we've covered, if you you want to know what we already covered, you can go listen to the other episode, which was, oh gosh, let me look real quick, I don't even know, a few months ago. So you can go back and see what she had to say in that one. But you said you really wanted to kind of start with your, like in third or fourth grade, there was an experience that you had. Yes. Um, Well, let me just clarify very first on um, part one, when I was talking about uh, suicide attempt and the male voice that I heard in the room, the most important part about that that I did not say is that um, the voice that I heard was actually my spirit guide. And he introduced himself at that same time. I don't know why I left that out, but anyway. Well, that was clarified. Yeah, so that was Ronnie that was in the room, and he's always on this side of me. I figured it was an angel or a spirit guide. I I didn't even question that. I just figured it was that. Yeah. And so what happened this first experience? Okay. Um, I I think I was I was either in third to fifth grade. I don't know, but I was riding and my daddy was driving one of those big U-Hauls and, um, and I was riding shotgun. And then my mom was riding, um, in the car behind us with my brother and sister. I don't know where we were going, but we had this big U-Haul. So we're going from Sugarland. We're going West. And I, we weren't, we weren't moving out there. I don't know what we were doing. So anyway, the U-Haul. So, um, it, he he has okay this is before gps and all that stuff so he has his map remember you get the map out and all this kind of stuff he's a very organized person and so he knew where the gas stations were so this is in the middle of the night when this happened and either he said 
um, we're going to stop and get gas or we're out of gas. We need to stop at this place. There's one right here. It, it wasn't there. It was closed. It was out of business. And this is in the middle of the night in U-Hauls in the 1980s that get gas mileage probably five, mi- you know, get five miles to the gallons really bad. So I don't know if he's if I felt his panic or what it was, but so I'm sitting there next to him and I'm praying like this. I'm like, God, please. Oh, I saw the sign. It said either 80 miles to the next town and we're on E 80, 80 or 60. I think it was an eight, 80. That's not good in that situation. Either one. So I just remember going, to myself and to myself, not out loud because we didn't go to church or have God in our family. I was like, God, please, please, please help us make it to the next station, you know, and not break down the middle. And I was like, please, please, please. 80 miles later, there's this little mom and pop um, gas station. It was the only thing for miles. I mean, for miles and miles, it just was there. And we pulled in. And when we and I was like, oh, thank God, thank God. And I think my dad was too. I mean, because he was really freaking out. So we both got out of the U-Haul and he's fumbling around trying to get gas real quick. And I'm like, daddy, I prayed to God to help us make it so we didn't break down. And it worked. It worked. I prayed to God and it worked. I don't even think he heard me. I don't even know. I think he was too busy fumbling around or he's thinking, oh, drama, my kid. But um I just wanted to share that that was kind of a miracle because we didn't break down in the middle of, you know, or we didn't run out of gas in the middle of nowhere. I've had experiences like that where I was in, I was just talking to my angels and God and asking them, please just get me safely. You know, something happened, get me safely in this car. And it, and I did like against all the odds, like I did. So, you know, I, I am a, total believer in that Sherry. And that's wonderful. It happened so young. And I, I couldn't tell you who God was. I didn't know anything about him, anything. I might've heard a friend at school say something about God. I don't know, but I had no, I had no concept. No. But you have a natural connection to the, to a higher power, to angels. I mean, I know that about you. I could tell that about you when I first met you. So having that, like no matter what your family is into or not into or what you're raised with, you're just going to have that innate knowledge. There's something out there. There's a higher power of some kind out there watching over us, guiding this this crazy life we're in, right? And then, so now we're kind of jumping to you're 29 years old. We go from grade school to 29. What happened then? When I was, okay, so I'm going to tell buses only. This is very important. This one is very important to me because this is before the what I call the N, the NDE dream, whatever it was. This is before that. This is one of this is the big what do you call it exit point in your life where you could have died but you didn't. It, okay, exit point. Yes, uh-huh. it's an exit point. This is one of the ones. Okay, so this was the very first one that I can recall, and it still freaks me out. Okay, so um, I get off. I don't know if I can tell this. Uh, Okay, so there's a train in downtown Dallas. And so the train, you get off the train, you're in a group of business people and you're going down till you get to the intersection and it goes, wait, wait, wait. And then it turns green and the group goes across the street, you know, and we're going across four lanes of cars that are stacked all the way back. 
the fifth lane that, that rides up against the curb um, is for buses only. It's, it's pretty obvious because the lines are fluorescent yellow. You know, that school bus yellow that they paint. And, yeah. and if you're in the lane, it says buses only. And it has arrows like this. I mean, you can't miss it. Bicycles, no. People, no. Cars, no. Buses only. <laughs> so I'm Hard at the miss. back of the crowd. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so I'm at the back of the crowd and I feel like that little chicken that's like lagging and I never lag behind. So I had my laptop over this shoulder. I had my backpack on my back. I had my Snoopy lunch kit here. Yes, I'm 29 years old. Snoopy. And um so I'm I'm going, I'm going, I'm trying to catch up and there's no bus there and everybody makes it up onto the curb, but me, and I looked up and it said, stop. And I was like, oh my God. And then I took a step out and then I went back like this because this guy in this Porsche is coming like 60 miles an hour is what it felt. 60 miles an hour. He's coming. And I just went, <gasps> And I thought in that moment, I'm not going to make it. And I saw his face and he said, she's not going to make it. And right when I looked on like this, time slowed down. Everything slowed down. There's nothing. The light turns green. Nobody behind me starts driving. They're all just like this. Like, you know, nobody moved. Nobody moved. Nobody started driving. And it was a green light. Except this guy. He was in the buses only line. And he's coming. And when I looked this way and I said, oh, my God, I'm not going to make it. And he said the same thing. I, there was this big something right here, <laughs> really big. But, but it was kind of like cotton ball sort of thing. And I couldn't make out, you know, plus there was no time. So everything slows down and the car's going, coming like this. And then I feel this, you know, like the Heimlich from the front. It's up and in and up yeah. like that. And it goes, bam still my spirit separated from body so my body I'm watching I'm standing I went uh like that and it's like my body's flying the car's like this and I'm going woo like I'm watching this I'm like woo I just made it he crashes into the curb pops a tire whatever at, all of this is happening at one time. I'm putting it in order, but it all happened at one time. I land back in my body. It's like immediately I was just there. But there's like all these people. And what I heard, I was in shock because. You thought I, you were going to die. Well, I was outside my body and I watched it. Like I watched, I watched it happen, you know? And yeah. I was just, I was all like, it's very disorienting. It's very, um, like, you know, what, you know, what just happened? And so my laptop case came off and landed in the bushes. My lunch kit, I don't know where it went. I got a shoe over in the buses only lane. Um, what happened was when I fell, I fell kind of on my side. And normally your head would go bam on the ground. My backpack that was full of workout clothes and a towel came Listen. over. Like that. I walked away from that. I don't believe in that. coincidence, Sherry. 
I couldn't believe it. And I kept hearing, you know, so I was like in shock, you know, and there's people running. Oh, did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see her? Did she flew? There's something. How did she, how did she make it? And there's all these people, you know, cause there's like 75 people in the morning. I've seen you know? videos like that on YouTube where people like you could see the traffic light, the traffic camera and that person was definitely going to get hit. And then all of a sudden they're over here. So I know what you're talking about. And I would say like, there's been so many times in life, like when I'm go, when someone's going to hit my car and everything seems to go into slow motion. But what really catches my attention here is that shove forward from nobody Ooh. and that giant presence, which yeah, always to me is an archangel. Like when I see them, they're just huge. And they can just physically, like I, like I told you, I was like dangling off a cliff. I talked about that on a show and there's no, there was nothing there. And and I was hanging on roots and the roots were starting to pull out. And all of a sudden I'm up on the walkway again and there's nobody else at the park at this, you know, so I know what you're talking about. Like it can physically just pick you up and move you or push you. Um, It's crazy. Well, thank God you didn't get hit. Yeah, it was just weird because then I'm back in my body. Was all, all this was so slow motion, but it, it, in earthly time, I'm I'm breaking it up, but it's like all together. And it makes it me wonder, like all the people that witnessed that, how did that yes. change their lives? Yeah, To see a miracle like that, to see yeah. something that can't happen, happen. It happened. Isn't that And people saw it. I'm so glad. It's lovely. I'm really intrigued by this next one where you you jump into your 30s and it's about angelic music. I I hear angelic music quite frequently, but tell me about yours. Okay. Um, From time to time, and all this is when I'm younger, all this is pre, you know, NDE um, dream. Um, I had to go into the psych hospital because I suffer from depression, debilitating depression. I had to go in there and get some medications readjusted, not for any other reason. I, you have to be supervised. So I did, I went in there. So I'm laying in my, so I'm in my bed and it's a double room. It's pretty nice hospital. I dig it. So anyway, um, and so we're like, you know, two people in the room and I can't sleep yet. So I have this thing. I count, like (laughs) I count how many bricks are in the wall and I'm doing this and I'm trying to get tired. And all of a sudden I hear Beethoven first, I hear Beethoven and it's like, kind of, it was like, cause I play it. Um, and it was up in the corner of the room and it's this music coming down. And I was like, and then it morphed into angels. And I, I can't really say that they were saying words, but it was just all just like you could picture. It was just like angels just singing and the most beautiful music you can think. It was so beautiful. And it was like in the room and it wasn't quiet either. And, and I'm like, oh, so I'm looking at my roommate. She's asleep. So I got up, doo, 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 went to the door. It's nighttime. I'm looking out the door like this. And my nurse is sitting there and she said, Sherry, what are you doing? And I said, do you hear that? Do you hear that? Come look, come here, come here, come here, come here. And um, she's like, she's like, come over here. So I went over there and she's like, what? And I said, there's music in my room. I can hear music in my room. Like I didn't know, you know. And so I didn't even mess with her anymore. I just turned the corner and I went to the to day room that has like a TV and stuff in there. All the lights were off in the halls. That room was dark. It was locked. And I'm like, oh, okay. So she goes, and she goes like this. 
She goes, it's okay, Sherry. You're just hallucinating. It's all in your mind. It's okay. Yes, I know I worked in a psychiatric hospital and everything is written off as you're hallucinating. So yes, but no, because that's, I know what you're talking about. Like I always, like when I heard the singing, to me, it sounded like 10,000 beautiful voices singing the closest harmony. So beautiful. It just made my heart like open up and I was crying because it was so beautiful. Like it's hard. And I didn't hear words either. Just mm-hmm. notes yeah. and harmony. Mm-hmm. Just beautiful. Mm-hmm. I have chills right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you heard that. And then, mm-hmm. so what's this about the party at your house? Was that also in your thirties? Yes. All this is in my thirties. I'm in my house. <laughs> I'm like, I love, I love my house. I love it. I'm up there. It's about two o'clock in the morning. I'm reading my book. Can't sleep, whatever. I'm reading my book. And I start hearing like champagne glasses, ding, 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 you know, and people laughing and talking and, you know, all this going on. And I thought, I thought, did I leave TV on downstairs? That's really weird. So, you know, I have to know. So I'm getting up. I can hear it. It's like downstairs. I went out to the loft. And as soon as I looked over down to the first floor, I like looked over like that. Quiet. Yeah. It sounds like a residual haunting, like spirits that used to party, have parties there. And it was, they were just having another party, but see, you know, I think when you raise your frequency high enough, you can hear angels, you can hear spirits, you can hear angelic harps and instruments and chimes. And sometimes it's going to be spirits. Yeah. And then the other one, um, the one that says my grandfather, he, we were all in Corpus Christi. He was in the hospital. He wasn't expected to make it through the night and he didn't. I didn't know that because I got there late. So I'm sleeping downstairs in their room. I'm sleeping downstairs in their office, in his office. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like there's the couch and then, you know, yeah, but I, I slept with the lamp on over my head, you know, right here on the table. So, and I'm facing the back, I'm sleeping like hot dog like this, but facing the back of the couch, you know, how you sleep facing the back. And I heard footsteps slower than that, but it sounded like men's footsteps came in the door is walking over and then I hear it behind me and I woke up and I'm doing this number what is going on (laughs) you know so I I wake up and this went on like 20 seconds I'm just laying there listening to everything going on and he walks over to the desk also behind me and I hear somebody you know how you go through papers stack of papers you know (laughs) These were, I can even tell you how thick the paper was. It was some of it was just regular you know, like papers. Some of them were index card yeah. thickness. And some of them were like, it sounded like uh, glossy magazine type papers. It makes me think like somebody's desk and it's got various kinds of paperwork on it, you know? Well, apparently he died and I didn't know it. This is the middle of the night. So he died. They had it written down like 1230 or something like that, you know, after midnight. And this was at 124. <laughs> My OCD-ness, I always look. What time is it? 124. And um, so I turned around, not knowing that at all. I turned around and I said, stop it. You're making too much noise and I can't sleep. 
silence. <laughs> so I get up in the morning and I, my mom was the first one downstairs. We had all the relatives in the house everywhere. And, um, I told my mom about it and she's like, Oh my God, your grandfather died last night. And I was like, okay. And she goes, that was, that was what he talked about all day long. Yesterday was the paperwork in his desk that grandmother needs to know this, this oil rights, mineral rights, everything for, you know, the ranch, this and that, you know, all the stuff, you know, in the desk. Going through it after he passed, trying to take care of that. Bless his heart. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. So, you know, around 30, everything starts coming at me. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> when you have an awakening, there's no going back. It's like you can't put that uh, genie back in the bottle, my friend. And then there's this daymare vision. I'm always interested in waking visions. Yeah, it's this is I've never happened before. My um, my mom, we were doing um uh, we're going from Plano back to my, where my parents live. It's about five miles south and still in Texas. So it was my daddy in the front. It was my mom in the middle. And then it was my boyfriend and I, you know, bringing up the rear. We're like doing this caravan thing to make sure, you know, they get home. Okay. And so I call my dad. I said, Hey, pull over at the McDonald's parking lot. I want to, I want to check on mom. She wasn't like answering her phone or something, something. I don't know what. So we pulled over. And I get out and I go over to my mom's car and I I went doo, 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 on the window and she goes and puts the window down. She turns and <laughs> I, I said, I said, hey, mom, do you want to um, let me drive and you can sit in the passenger seat and we'll just, you know, we'll just, you know, we can chit chat. And when she turned and looked at me, I saw her dead. Oh, no. Yeah, it was really weird. She was like, like gray and bloated and eyes kind of fixed and shiny. Um, but just, you know, the, you know, how people look, you know, they'll like turn depending on what's going on, you know, but she was just like, I saw her dead. Two days later, she did die. She died by suicide and I was at work and I actually felt that too. So, um, yeah, I was charting and my heart went bam, 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 bam. And then, and I went <gasps> like that and I went, <sighs> and I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God. And my friend Mabel, she's sitting over there and she goes, are you okay? And I went, uh-huh. She goes, what, what happened? I said, I don't know. So I tried to just, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. anyway, I, as soon as I clocked out in the morning, I was covering night shift for a a fellow nurse that had to have the night off or whatever that night. So as soon as I clocked out, I get a text from my dad said nine one one. So I just pushed, you know, call back, you know, how you can be. And then he told me that she had died at 11 the night before. And she was found that morning. And that's exactly when I felt what I felt. So you really like felt what she felt in her body. I don't know. I do. Because I've experienced that. Like when I do readings and I tune into people, like I'll feel how they passed or um, it's like it's happening to me. So, uh, you know, that's a spiritual gift unto itself. It doesn't feel like a gift at a time like that, though, does it? I didn't know what it was. Yeah, it probably was just really terrifying. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so sorry. 
That's really hard. Um, and I know that you had a dark night of the soul. Tell me about that. Uh, 2019, I'm still in it. I'm still moving through it right now. Um, so I, I had to retire in 2018 and I moved into this house in 2019. I live out in the country now. Um, it's very quiet. Um, you know, I'm retired. This is my retirement home. So when I first got here, I was, I was, it was right when, you know, right when you're forced to medically retire, you're not, you can't work, you know, all this stuff. And it was just like shook my world. Cause I was, you know, I've always been the work full time, the social, the school, you know, just busy, busy, you know, all the time. So this was being sick, like uh, debilitating depression. This was, this was, this was bad. So I'm sleeping in my bed. This is very important to me. When I was sleeping in my bed and I left my lamp on, and apparently I have nightmares quite a bit. And I had had a nightmare that night, I guess, because I felt a hand like this, stroke of my cheek like this. And then I woke up and I'm and I still felt it like this. And then I what I um I feel like I'm being held. And it was just like a I went right back to sleep. I wasn't like, whoa, what's going on? What's touching me? What da, 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 da. No, none of that. I just knew. I just knew it was like I was being comforted. And it's a very distinct sensation when the angels come in like that, like surround you with their energy and hold you. And and they will. I, I've had times when they're like stroking my face my hand when they were telling me I had to leave that last boyfriend and, and I really did like my life was in danger. So they're like stroking my hands and, and I was asleep. But when I woke up, I could still feel where they had been touching me. Yes. So, yeah. I could. And I went like this and it was warm, but the rest of my face was cool, Isn't but I didn't really focus on it. Yeah. I know you have more. We're going to continue this conversation over on Patreon. And I'll just remind you, I'm giving away one week free memberships over there right now. So you can come over and listen to the rest of what Sherry has to tell about her fascinating experiences and everything else posted there. There's a lot posted and you'll find it under the angel room, which makes it really easy. So um, we'll finish that over there. And I just want to thank you for tuning in. Next week's topic is vivid dreams. I'm looking forward to talking about that, but uh, thank you so much, Sherry, for being on the podcast today. Thank you. You've been listening to The Angel Room with Ivory Lanou. Tune in next Sunday at noon Arizona time for another enlightening episode.